Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Merry Christmas. Praise God. It's Christmas Eve Eve right now. So it's uh, two days before Christmas. It's, it's, uh, Christmas. it's Christmas Adam, Doug. Is that what they call that? That's what we call it. Merry Christmas Adam. Because no, Adam's before Eve. So it's. Ah. Man, you've got those corny old preacher kid jokes that I've never heard before. That's a good one uh-huh. right there, you know. <laughs> so Merry Christmas Adam, friends. I'm going to use that one. I might put that out on Facebook on Merry Christmas, Adam. And uh, because Adam came before Eve, we, we certainly hope this finds you folks warm and cared for with plenty of food and, and uh, just studying God's word, just, just living the life. And uh, Stephanie, uh, so it's Christmas, Adam, in your life. What does Christmas, Adam, look like to you guys right now? Well, Doug, um, since we're pre-recording this, you know, I, I don't know what Christmas is like, but I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure it will involve baking. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of cookies going to be made. Um, Stephanie loves molasses cookies. Me too. So I know we're going to bunch of those out and got to do Christmas cutouts at some point when I'm not exactly sure, but that's, that's going to be happening. So I'm guessing that's what's happening Christmas, Adam. Um, at, at our house, just, you know, where I'm at now, it's, it's hard to picture all that. I think, I think we'll be probably, um, probably be having something, you know, with, um, I think Christmas, that this is, this is a Wednesday, right? It is. No, this is a Christmas Eve Eve. So this is Thursday. No, it's Wednesday because Christmas is on Friday, right? Christmas is on Saturday. This year, it's on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, folks, just so you know, we're messed up too. And, uh, you know, I'm real quickly looking at my calendar, but I'm pretty sure that Christmas is on Saturday. But I am opening up my calendar. This is Christmas, Adam, which makes it Thursday. Yeah, so so we will have just come out of our Christmas play. We have a Christmas play um, on Wednesday. So I'm sure we'll be, like, discussing that and how it went and, you know, all of that cool stuff. So... You know, I need to be in a Christmas play. Maybe I'll be a one-man play from home and post it on Facebook. Oh, my. Yeah, I think I think I can pull you it off. You should have Home Alone. Like, you should do a, a Home Alone reenactment. Your house would work good for it. It's a big That'd house. Be- yeah. I could hide in places. Yeah. But can- you don't have a baby. There's no freaky monster thingies coming out. Yeah. But- you can't. You know, in South Carolina, you hit water when you dig six inches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no well issues here. So, uh, wow. You know, that's a good idea. 
Or maybe I'll play the Grinch that tried to steal Christmas and then gets converted or something. I don't know. I, I need to talk to my friends. I need, I need to talk to Vince. I need to get Vince involved with this. Between that old Marine and me, we'll come up with something to post out there on Facebook, a yep. Christmas special. And uh, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe wrapping a gift. I don't know. And I won't tell anyone who the gift's for. I don't know. I'm thinking about buying a scale model of my red Chevy, a big red. So, mm -hmm. but I got to stop buying myself gifts. <laughs> so I stopped. So I got to go up and hang out with a combat veteran yesterday and just really had a blessed time with the brother. I had a really good time. And, uh, and then on my way back, I got to stop and, and, and be with a Navy SEAL for a short while in Gaffney, South Carolina. Then I went to the outlets and, uh, I just love being in the ministry. I love being able to sit down with someone and make sure they know for sure they're going to heaven and uh, be able to give them a book and just be able to hold them in your arms and pray with them and love on them. And man, it was a good time. Well, we met at the food court, which really isn't a food court, the Gaffney Mall. They got like two little restaurants left. There's three people in there. It's not going well. But the, you know, the outlets, they've been open forever. So they must be making something in there. And, uh, Anyway, so you might be a knucklehead if, so we want to go on a positive note for these last couple before Christmas. So you might be right with God if you're picking up the phone and you're calling your folks, your family members, you're loving on them, you're, uh, just go out of your way to do that. Get that done Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Call people, love on them, wherever you're at. Man, you make people happy. Call that cousin you haven't talked to in five years. Uh, call everybody. And just yeah. tell them you love yeah. them and wish them a Merry Christmas. Yeah, and you could even, you know, be a, to use the to use the Secret Santa term. Be a Secret Santa. Get, you know, do something anonymous for someone that God, you know, ask God who, and do something anonymous for them. Leave a gift on their porch. Um, send them a e gift card if they're far, far away and can't get to them. You know, this last minute Christmas shopping thing can be fun, especially if you're doing it for somebody else. That's, yeah. that's a way to, it makes me feel good. I mean, this, yeah. uh, I have set aside Saturday to do the West go Christmas shopping. I do oh, it online yeah. cause it's, there's a couple things we're sending, but it's so hard to send Stephanie stuff and to send people <laughs> stuff today. It's not just Stephanie, it's people, you know, the, the mail service stinks. FedEx are freaks. I mean, honestly, Amazon's our best bet. You yeah, Amazon does work the best. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. waiting on a dog house for poor Thor. Supposed to get here a week ago. Still isn't here. Thor's Not got ready. a house. You just don't let him in. Poor old <laughs> Thor. He's a, he's a backyard dog. And uh, he'd love to come in the house. He sits out there and cries. You know, he does not. He stands at the door and cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then things we do say or do with people with PTSD, I, I, I think so. We, we, we tell them that, you know, everything's possible with God. You're going to do great. We encourage them. So what do you do with people with PTSD? You encourage them and say things are going to get better. So we already said, what can I do? I know you're going through this. How can I help? We've already done that on a previous podcast, and, and now we just encourage just become that great encourager that you want in your life. And, you know, be an encourager in life anyway. Whether we're dealing with PTSD or, or junk or bad things or upside-down things, be an encourager anyway. Encourage people. And, uh, boy, God can use an encourager. I promise you that. He always does. And uh, God takes encouragers, and, and he uses them for his glory. 
in his honor. And so make sure you're an encourager out there. So saying all that, Stephanie, we're coming back and we're talking our way through Christmas. And I just want to uh, read a verse or uh, one or two that's kind of a, a Christmas verse. Um, and I think, you know, and then we're just going to ask some questions. Uh, and this shall be a sign unto you in verse 12 of chapter 2 of the book of Luke. You shall find the babe wrapped in a swaddle and cloths lying under the manger. And suddenly there was an angel of a multitude of heaven hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and God. And it came to pass as the angels were going, these shepherds took off. And uh, it's when you see God, there's action there. There's action. you got to take action. So, Stephanie, I, I think that we had talked about this. I'm going to let you go first. I'll answer second. Ladies first. The best Christmas you ever had and why? Wow. That's a loaded question. I'm going to go with the best Christmas I ever had. When I think back, honestly, the first memory that pops into my mind of the best Christmas I ever had was um, 11 years ago. And um, I had had four little boys in four years. And um, after I found out I was expecting the fourth little boy, when we found out he was a boy, um, I came to the point of just being like, that's okay. I'm going to be a boy mom. And that's okay. And so I gave all of my girl stuff away. I literally gave away everything I had that was girlish. I was just like, I'm done playing this game with myself. Well, and we had decided at that point, you know, we need a little bit of space. Mom, Mom's body's a little worn out. And, um, well, God decided to give us a very special surprise baby. And um, one year after having Hudson, God blessed us on Christmas morning with our little Stephanie Joanna. And I wish now I had, I had wanted to name, I had thought about Stephanie Joanna Noel because daddy said Stephanie had to be her first name. Um, and I had wanted Joanna, but Stephanie just told me the other day, she's like, why didn't you put Noel in my name? I would have loved having Noel in my name. And I'm like, I know, I wish I had now and we can't go back, but all that to say, Christmas morning, 11 years ago, around 10, 1030 in the morning, God blessed me with my first little girl, and she did not look anything like me. She looked like a little Mexican baby, um, very dark skin, black hair, a full head of black hair, this tiny little baby girl after big boys, and I cannot tell you how special that was. Charles was in shock because I had been praying she'd be born Christmas morning, and he told me that was nuts. And it would never happen. And then she came Christmas morning. And that's honestly was such a special. And obviously I've had many other beautiful Christmases. But for me, that was just such a special gift from the Lord to have my fifth child, but first daughter, um, born Christmas morning. Um, it was very special. And what a daughter she is. She's pretty awesome. Pretty talented singer. She's got this throaty voice that I love. And, um, and she's just someone you, you can't help but love, Steffi. She's Incredible pretty, artist. Yeah. Yeah, just just really a great human being. Uh, she kind of fades in sometimes uh, because she's number five. Uh, but when you get well, to know Steffi, if you let her fade in, she will. Yeah. But when you get to know Steffi, wow. Mm -hmm. She's uh, she's one of those awesome people <laughs> in the world that's going to make a great mark uh, for our Lord. I'm sure of that. Yes. And for a long time, so the first couple of years I knew her, she told me she was never getting married or anything. 
Now she's changed her stands on that as she gets older, which I'm sure is making mom happier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, she didn't want to have to have a baby. But uh, praise the Lord for Steffi. What a great story. So my best Christmas. So I, you know, and I don't say this to be weird or, or say the right thing or anything, but I look at every Christmas as my best Christmas. Um, and I think last year was, you know, Doug was engaged, got it, just got engaged at Christmas and we had everybody here Christmas Eve and Christmas that Doug has brought his wife here for Christmas Eve and Christmas, which is really awesome because her parents live right down the road too. And, um, and I just thought it was a really great Christmas. And then the adopted kids came in from Charleston. He works, he's out at the medical school of, uh, uh, medical university of South Carolina. He is, uh, uh, he's getting a PhD in medical research. He just finished a two-year project on uh, uh, fighting uh, glioma or whatever it's called, glioma, the brain tumors. And it wasn't real successful, though they did find some things that didn't work. So they were able to move forward in those areas, things they thought would work. And uh, he's been working on the virus now for about a year. So he's got about a year left. So uh, come this May, he's going to be spending about a year and a half doing his dissertation and he's getting a PhD in medical research and his field of research is disease and illness. And, uh, so it, just having him and his wife and the kids, we were all together last year. So that was my favorite, but it, my favorite goes back to having mom and, you know, my stepdad and, and, and all of us kids there and all of their kids there and all of the grandkids. That was a pretty great, but I just think, uh, uh, Thank God for Christmas and thank God we can bring on to that. And, and then there's people listening to us, Stephanie. I know, Stephanie, I know there is. There's people listening to us in Asia and around the world that don't get to be with their kids. Um, yeah. uh, they're missionaries or they're in the military. And I mean, we both hold the same position that uh, our missionaries and our military around the world are people that are willing to do everything on behalf of God or us. And uh, we just want to say thank you. I, I don't know how your Christmases are on the mission field or in the military. I know that for us, I was, I always moved. A lot of military men would move places without their wives and say, you know, the kids are starting school or they're in high school. I'm not going to take my wife. And, and far too often about half of those marriages broke up. You know, you go somewhere for a year or two or three, you meet someone else. It just, it just got ugly. And I said, I'm not going to live that life. You know what? Debbie and the kids are always coming with me no matter where I go. Even if the Army says you're going to Korea and you can't take your wife, I'm going to take them. I'm just going to move them down the road and, and uh, you know, be unaccompanied or whatever because my kids and wife are always going to be with me. So so we were always able to have Christmas. And we always spent Christmas Day uh, since we've been married, just our little group. We've always done that, but we've opened up Christmas Eve and sometimes Christmas night and Thanksgiving for other people. But we we decided as husband and wife and kids, we were going to keep that Christmas morning, that Christmas day, maybe go out that night, you know, if we're, we're near our parents or whatever, but we always spent the day day, uh, just us. And so that's how we do it. Everybody's got a great way of doing it. And so now we'll go into the negative one. I should have started with the negative one. Uh, but they're all good. I know that, but you know, I guess my question would be Stephanie, the worst Christmas. Wow. Um, worst Christmas. I think it was when I was a little kid. Yeah. I remember one Christmas fell on a Sunday. We went to church without even had, we didn't even have coats on. That's how warm it was. 
I remember that Christmas feeling like such a dud. Like there was just nothing about it. <laughs> it was warm outside. It literally was really <laughs> It is not supposed to be warm on Christmas Day. So I think that's the, probably the one I would would go with. I don't have a lot of I don't I have no quote unquote bad Christmas memories. Um, yeah. if I can put say. Um, I would say a funny Christmas memory would be I remember my uncles teasing me um because my family had an old fireplace then and, and my uncle's teasing me that I was going to get coal in my stocking and I could never figure out how Santa was going to fit down that little teeny chimney um so that's a funny Christmas memory looking back was I took that very I was very naive I guess but I took it very seriously that Santa there was no possible way he could get down and of course my uncles played on that and you know, made them feel better when they teased, but that's just a fun Christmas memory. You know, I think, uh, if there's a worse Christmas, my father had deserted us when I was, he dropped me off at first grade. I didn't see him again for three years. And I remember it was, uh, you know, just a couple months later was Christmas and we were, you know, mom had, so my father bailed on us. Mom was driving school bus a little bit. Didn't really have a full-time job. You know, she had five kids, a couple foster kids. And, uh, and he bailed. And, uh, I remember we just went totally broken. A couple few weeks went by and it was, you know, state assistance and stuff. And mom just had enough of that. And she got one job at a mill and realized that couldn't, wasn't enough to pay the bills. And so she worked first and second shift at mills out behind our home. And she had, she would literally punch out a one and run a hundred yards to the other one and punch in. And they gave her some grace. She could be up to five minutes later. So she worked 16 hours a day. And I remember mm-hmm. coming up to that first and taking care of the kids and stuff. And, uh, but I remember coming up to that first Christmas, things were really hard. And, and before my father left, he, you know, raped the bank accounts, didn't pay mortgages, didn't pay the car payment. I mean, everything was, if not repossessed, ready to be repossessed. And, and so those couple months where mom was working two jobs and trying to save the house, you know, pay rent, all those things, everything just went bad. And, uh, uh, I remember Christmas Day came, and somehow, it probably should be my best Christmas, but somehow Ma had knitted mittens, a scarf, and hat for every kid in the family. Oh. And or crocheted, and I don't know how, and, and they were all wrapped real nicely. And mm. uh, I remember somebody had given me $2, and I had went out and bought my mom uh just something that she had wanted. I I don't remember. I think it was a hairbrush or something. And I was so happy that I got her that hairbrush and we lost it. And, uh, I got home. My sister hid it and we couldn't find it. And, and and I was so upset that, you know, I had used my money to buy her this hairbrush. And, and then finally, uh, that night on a Christmas day miracle, uh, we found it. It was under my sister's bed (laughs) all wrapped for mom. But that was, uh, but you know what? There's going to be a greater Christmas and folks, no matter how your Christmas is and what you're experiencing out there, the best Christmas of all is when we celebrate the birth of Christ and his present by worshiping him and laying crowns at his feet and, um, being with those loved ones who went on before us. And, you know, we often joke about when we see Charles, Charles has been in a state of worship. And when we see my mom, you know, my brother and I were joking about that the other night. My mom has been in a state of worship for years. And, um, boy, they're going to, what a time that's going to be. 
And I think that'll be the greatest Christmas ever when we get to see these. We don't know how this whole afterlife uh, thing is going to work out with relationships and all those different things, but we're going to know each other. I believe we're all going to hang out. I believe, uh, you know, God didn't make us all friends and loved ones to just not be there. And I'm serious about that reunion on Hallelujah Square. So uh, the podcast reunion, you know, and, and, uh, and Christ will be the speaker and it'll be a lot better than anything we've done. So I look forward to that. But I, I do want to say this, Stephanie, I think this is really important. Uh, and we want you folks to know this is, you know, this is a really hard time, the Christmas time, uh, with loss of loved ones and, you know, with the coronavirus and, and, and jobs and all those different things that have happened over the last few years. And we want you to know that we're praying for you and we love you. And, and we don't want you to make a decision that would involve committing suicide or doing something to hurt yourself or, uh, handicapping or anything we we want you to really reach out to us we we want you to know there's people at all hospitals and fire stations that are willing to help you churches will open their doors to you we'd love to send a pastor out to see you uh so our, i guess what i'm saying stephanie is we want people to know that christmas even christmas day are the number one and number two days for people committing suicide and and, and we want you to know something if you feel that way, we will call you right back. Uh, write it right on our page if you have to. Hey, I left you a PM. Stephanie or I will see that. We'll get back to you. We'll get someone out to see you. We want you to know that we love you. More important than that, Christ loves you. And so with all that, not to get on a bad road, but we wanted to let you know that. So, Stephanie, on Christmas Adam here, what song do you got for Christmas Adam? Well, I think I'm going to go with Come All Ye Faithful. Let's do it. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Boy, that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's let's adore him. Let's adore him this season. Hey, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow to have more conversation about Christmas and what it looks like in our lives. And if you need anything from us, if we can do anything for you, again, like we told you, if you need help, get a hold of us and Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We sure do love you. Also, Wounded Spirits Ministry has a phone number out there on the website, and and uh, somebody will be listening to that. So if you got to get a hold of us, make sure you call. We sure do love you, folks. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.